The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, if you've ever had a rumble in your tummy and wondered if it was something you ate, now you have a way to be able to still eat those foods without the discomfort. Listen closely and learn how you can fight that food intolerance. Plus, later we'll tell you what's going on around town and what's new at Mother's Market. But first up, Tom Bohager is the chairman of Enzymedica, the number one enzyme company in the natural foods industry. He holds a degree in holistic nutrition and has authored two books, and we welcome him to the Mother's Market Radio Show. Tom, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Well, for those in our audience that may not be familiar with your mission and your work, why don't you fill them in before we get to today's topic? Sure. Uh, Enzymedica is a company that's uh, 18 years old now. Uh, It was started in uh, 1998, and Ever since uh, we've started uh, Enzymedica, way back then, our goal was to provide high-quality, high-potency enzymes uh, to people, but uh, not much has changed. Uh, in fact, uh, back then, very few people knew anything about enzymes, and um, still, very few people do. Uh, they're learning about probiotics, and so one of our main missions is to educate people about the differences between probiotics and enzymes and the benefits of enzymes in their daily life. So, uh, and that's great. So you're passionate about it. And today we're talking about food intolerances. And so what is a food intolerance? Well, food intolerance is uh, essentially an imbalance uh, in the digestive tract. So we've eaten or consumed something that we simply can't digest. And so the common symptoms of food intolerances are gas and bloating, indigestion, heartburn, uh, to name a few. Um, But it it has to do with um, literally an enzyme deficiency. So the most common food intolerance is lactose intolerance. And if an individual who cannot consume lactose, which is a sugar found in dairy, they can take an enzyme called lactase, which breaks that lactose down, that that dairy sugar. So by simply putting in the body what the body is unable to make enough of, a person can then consume the food that they're intolerant to. And, of course, there's many more intolerances than dairy intolerance, but, um, but there's enzymes for each of them. And how common is it? It's extremely common. So in the case of dairy intolerance, or what most people call lactose intolerance, um, about 70% of the world population is intolerant to dairy. And um, as people get older, they may not be intolerant in younger years. They become intolerant in later years. Um, and then you've got things like gluten intolerance. Uh, by most estimates, somewhere between 5 and 15% of the U.S. population is intolerant to gluten. Um, many more are intolerant to raw vegetables, uh, broccoli, cauliflower. You know, they love raw salads, but every time they eat them, they get gas and bloating. They feel sluggish, you know, as a result. And then um, a, a small percentage of individuals are intolerant to something called phenols. And phenols are compounds found in most fruits and vegetables, so as you can imagine, it's hard to remove them from the diet, and uh, also found in most preservatives. So phenols is another thing. So when you add it all up, you know, a large portion of the population is intolerant to something, and just about everybody can relate. So, you know, and on that note, what what if you don't know what it is that you're intolerant to? You just feel gas and bloated, and and you wonder what's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, what we suggest is an elimination diet, and and there are books written on this. We don't have a book on this, but... 
Uh, in a nutshell, what an individual can do is eliminate the most common foods. So they would eliminate anything containing gluten, so any of the cereal grains. They would eliminate dairy. They would eliminate raw vegetables. And then we also suggest that they eliminate um, anything that they eat more than three times a week. And so it becomes truly an elimination diet. It's not an easy diet to do, but just for three days. So at the end of three days, which is essentially like a cleansing period, they begin to slowly reintroduce those foods. Uh, first, perhaps dairy. And they introduce it for, for one day in relatively small quantities. And they keep a journal of how they're feeling. Mm. Then what they can do if they want to take it one step further, they, the next day they do dairy with the enzyme lactase and see if they feel better. Um, the day after that, they introduce gluten. The day after that, raw vegetables. And, and simply by uh, reintroducing these foods one at a time, they can quickly identify the foods that they're intolerant to. They can also quickly identify the enzymes that they need because if they know what enzymes break these foods down, then they're, you know, they have a solution. And I, I think those percentages are amazing. Um, yeah. I think you said 70% for the, for the dairy. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, uh, you, is the aging. That plays a big yeah. role, doesn't it? I kind of alluded to that, but um, you know, we certainly see that. And anybody that's listening that's over, let's say, 40, they can probably relate to that. I certainly can. Uh, when I was 20, I could eat anything, yeah. you know, <laughs> and now that I'm 49, uh, I have to be careful what I eat, especially if I don't have my enzymes with me. For example, I am now intolerant to dairy. You know, it, I don't have to run to the restroom after I eat it, but I, I know when I've consumed it and I'm bloated and I, I don't feel good. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of people can relate to that. And the reason that happens is because like many things like hormones, as we age, we simply make fewer and fewer. So by some estimates, after the age of around 25, so let's say 25 to 35, we make about 13% fewer enzymes than we did the previous decade. Mm. And then every decade after that, another 13% less. And so as you might imagine, by the time we're 50 to 60, we're making about half the enzymes we were making at 25. Oh. And so we become a lot more sensitive to the foods that we consume. Wow, and that's another, yeah, that's another fact that we just don't realize. Yeah. What is the difference between a food intolerance and an allergy or a sensitivity? Uh, good question. You threw the word sensitivity in there. Um, <laughs> the sensitivity and technically, so from a, a biological standpoint, from a scientific perspective, um, we get that word sensitivity mixed up a lot. But technically, a sensitivity and an allergy are very, very similar at different levels, but they're both immune responses. So in effect, what's happening with a sensitivity and an allergy is your body is saying, you just consume something that appears to be harmful. And because it appears to be harmful, I'm gonna get it out of here as quickly as I can. And that's why we get the symptoms that we get. Um, but it's clearly an immune response. So our immune system, for whatever reason, has identified it as it doesn't belong. It doesn't belong in our system. And it's, it's misrepresenting uh, that it doesn't belong. So it's, it's one of those things that you can test for. Um, but an intolerance is not that. It's not an immune response. Very difficult to test for. Um, the elimination diet, which I, I talked about earlier, is probably the best way. But because it's not an immune response, uh, people can consume these foods. You know, if, if you have an allergy to strawberries or an allergy to nuts or whatever the case might be, uh, most physicians would say avoid at all costs, especially if, you know, it's severe. 
um, with an intolerance, you can tolerate it. You know, it, it's, it implies you can't, but you can. You just become uncomfortable. And so most people do. You know, they tolerate these things. The beauty of an intolerance is, is that with just an enzyme product that you take before you consume that food, 99% of the time, those symptoms go away. You can, you can eat the food that you're intolerant to. Allergies, that's not the case. So there's, there's a big difference. Yeah. In fact, I'm just thinking about like an allergy. That, like I think uh, we maybe we talked about it before, but like a peanut allergy or something that can be deadly. Yeah. And yeah. so that is not just dealing with it. But right. That's definitely. Um, yeah. You would know. Absolutely. Um, how are they diagnosed? So typically there are blood tests where they look for antibodies um, for this is allergies now. Uh, there's also uh, skin tests where they do skin pricks. And they, you know, they look for sensitivities through the skin where they introduce these different allergens uh, to the surface of the skin. And then, and then doctors look at your skin later. And, but when it comes to intolerances, uh, there are very few tests. There's a couple labs uh, throughout the country that will do a stool test for intolerances. Um, and it's pretty conclusive. Uh, there's some really good evidence that suggests that it, it does work. The challenge with food intolerances is, is most doctors don't even know these tests exist. Mm -hmm. So when a person goes in for uh, digestive symptoms to their, their family practice physician um, and they complain of, of these uh, digestive challenges, if allergy tests come back negative, typically the doc stops there and says, okay, well, you don't have any food allergies. Or you may have a food allergy to this, but it's not severe. Um, and so the patient leaves thinking, okay, this is, uh, this is a clean bill of health. I can eat whatever I want. This must be my imagination. There's nothing wrong with me, when in fact there is. And so what we described earlier with the elimination diet and slowly reintroducing those foods is probably the easiest way to identify those intolerances. Yeah, and I think um, when you said keep a journal, I think we're our own best detector Absolutely. of that. Absolutely, yeah. Can, um, yes, would someone, uh, can someone self-diagnose? Yeah, yeah, so the short answer is yes. Uh, it requires a commitment. The good news is, is based on, on what I described with that elimination diet, which is clearing for three days, slowly reintroducing foods over the next five or so, um, they'll lose some weight as well. You know, so the typical person loses five pounds, which thing. is a lot in about a week. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, so it, it is another motivation to try it because they will lose weight in that process. Everybody's going, oh, that's not, yeah. not a bad thing. <laughs> Could you go people. back and repeat that elimination <laughs> yeah. diet? <laughs> yeah. So um, what is typically recommended then for discovering about uh, food intolerances? Uh, so food intolerances, what we recommend is to, to, you have two choices. So if you've identified a food intolerance, um, one of your options is to simply stop eating that food. And that's not a bad option, but it can be inconvenient. And most often, interestingly, they tend to be our favorite foods. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a shame, but, you know, people that, that have a, a gluten intolerance tend to love carbs mm -hmm. and starches. They, they just do. People that are sensitive to raw vegetables tend to love raw salads. And people that have an intolerance to protein tend to like to barbecue, you know, so it's, it's unfortunate. So the other um, obvious way uh, you can get around this is by identifying the enzymes that can help. And Enzymetica, of course, specializes in this. This is all we do, is, is work with enzymes that can help overcome these digestive complaints. And then take a product right before you consume a meal. So for example, um, for those who are intolerant to gluten, we make two products, Glutenese and Glutenese Extra Strength. 
and you can just simply take one of those products right before you consume a gluten-containing starch, and nine times out of ten, you're fine. You know, it's all you really need, and and life goes on. So it's a great option for people who have intolerances. So how long before a meal would you have to take that? Just right before the first bite. If you want, if you're cautious, then you know, ten minutes before. Um, so I tell them, you know, as, as they sit down to a meal, take their enzymes. There's usually a little conversation before the meal, especially if you go out to a restaurant or something. You're sitting at a table, you order a glass of wine. Perfect time to take your enzyme. Cause, and, they, and they would work much faster than that, but it, the products that we manufacture are in a, uh, a cellulose capsule, and it takes up to eight or nine minutes to break the capsule down. So um, by taking it eight or nine minutes before you eat, then all the enzymes are active when you consume the food. Okay, and um, so yeah, you were just talking about how they can help. So you have them for gluten, you have them for um, dairy as well. Right, so Enzymedica has a a glutenese and a glutenese extra strength for gluten intolerance. We have a lacto product for dairy. And I say dairy intolerance, if I can elaborate on that for just a moment. Most of the people, most of the people that are lactose intolerance, quote unquote, pay no attention to the lipids and the proteins in dairy. Lactose is a sugar. 62% of the people that are dairy intolerant are actually intolerant to the casein, which means that if they take a lactase product, it's not going to help. So they may have tried it and said, you know what, this does nothing for me. They're, they're actually intolerant to something else in the dairy. So we make a product that covers all the bases of dairy called lacto. We make a product for phenols called phenol jest. We make a product for multiple intolerances, intolerances called digest spectrum. And for raw vegetables called veggie jest. So you name it, we have it. Wow, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. That's, that's important. Um, this is great information, Tom, and right now we have to take a quick break, but we will be right back with more, and we're talking about food intolerances. Stay with us. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high-quality, great-tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with Her Life Stages. The first of its kind, comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. And welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show. And we want to remind you that if you've missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for radio and listen to the past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with Enzymedica's Tom Bohager. And we're talking about food intolerances. And Tom, what should people look for in a product that covers intolerance? 
Well, they should look for an enzyme product. So the, the greatest solution to overcoming food intolerances are enzymes. And they should look for structure, uh, structure function. So on the, on the label, it should say, helps digest gluten, helps digest phenols, helps digest vegetables and beans, uh, for example, um, or dairy. Um, and the other thing they should look for is uh, that the company specializes in enzymes, um, because you can't just put a couple enzymes together and expect it to work as good as it could. I'll give you one example. Mm -hmm. um, gluten is a, a protein or a peptide, technically. It's a partial protein that are, it's very difficult for us to break down. There's an enzyme that um, breaks down gluten, the peptide, and it's called DPP-4. Now, anybody can put DPP-4 in a product and expect you know some benefit. What we do, because this is what we've been doing for 18 years, is we combine with DPP-4 other proteolytic enzymes. So proteolytic enzymes are enzymes that break down protein. Uh, gluten is a peptide or a partial protein. It just so happens that DPP-4 is called a exopeptidase, an exopeptidase, and it breaks the peptide down on the ends. So if if the peptide were like a pearl necklace, it would start from each end of the pearl necklace if it was a, a single, you know, if it was opened, mm -hmm. and it, it would come into the middle. Um, but there are other proteases that break this peptide in the middle, creating more ends. And so by adding other proteases to this DPP-4, you get greater effect and greater benefit. The other thing to consider is that, that every gluten food uh, is essentially a starch. It's a cereal grain. And you need amylases to break down starches. So at Enzymetica, we make products that are multiple proteases, multiple amylases, because that's what you need to cover all the bases. Whereas uh, a company that, let's say, specializes in detoxification or specializes in making vitamins and minerals. They're going to put DPP-4 in a product and, and that'll be it. So look for a company that specializes in enzymes and is willing to put multiple enzyme uh, type um, products or ingredients in the same formula. So amylases, lipases, proteases, even though you're trying to break down just one food, you're looking for a full spectrum product. Full spectrum, yeah. Okay, thank you for just explaining that. Sure. Um, how about, let's talk about probiotics and how they can help. Yeah, probiotics are great. Um, a lot of people confuse probiotics with enzymes, but uh, probiotics are very helpful. So what probiotics do is they're living bacteria, of course, and you probably have had a, a million shows about probiotics. So I'm sure your listeners know what they are, but they're microflora. But what many people don't realize about probiotics is they manufacture lots of enzymes, lots of enzymes. So what uh, you can often do is if you have healthy microflora in your body, uh, very often the intolerances that you might be susceptible to, you simply don't have. Then you go on antibiotics or you're exposed to something else and that microflora is uh, depleted in some way, shape, or form, and these intolerances show up. So one of the first things you want to do when you start experiencing these symptoms is get on a good probiotic in hopes that the enzymes that manu are manufactured by these probiotics do the trick. Uh, but don't be confused. Probiotics and enzymes are not the same. So on the one hand, we have living microflora or bacteria. And on the other hand, we have essentially proteins that are non-living. These proteins that are not living, these enzymes, contain energy that make things smaller. They, they break uh, proteins down into amino acids. They make 
they break uh, lipids down into essential fatty acids and starches and carbohydrates down into sugars. And probiotics don't do this. They, they do make some enzymes that do that, but not nearly in the quantity you need to really do the job. So they're wonderful together. So what we often do at Enzymedica is we'll combine probiotics with enzymes to kind of cover all the bases. But if you're taking a product that doesn't have a probiotics in it, I highly recommend you combine enzymes with probiotics. They're very beneficial. So for somebody with a food intolerance and you combine them, so I guess what I'm asking for is like give an example for what's the best um, what's the best example for somebody to use probiotics and enzymes? The, the best example I can think of is dairy intolerance. So um, the common lactobacillus acidophilus that is found in most probiotic formulas makes a lot of lactase, the enzyme that breaks down lactose. And quite frankly, um, if a person just has a dairy intolerance, which is kind of rare, um, most people have multiple intolerances, whether they realize that or not. But if they do just have a dairy intolerance and they take a high-quality probiotic, that may be all they need, quite frankly. And, and they just need the microflora to overcome that, uh, that dairy sugar. Um, but chances are it's not enough. In fact, in most cases, it's not. So they would add um, a lactase-type product or a dairy-digesting uh, enzyme formula and and really do the trick, uh, but that combination is unbeatable. What um, can a person take too many enzymes? No, um, so think of enzymes. Even though they're nothing like uh, probiotics, you know, you've got proteins on the one hand, as we mentioned, and uh, living bacteria on the other. Um, it's one of the few things that we sell in the natural foods industry that has really no threshold. Um, so you can technically take as many probiotics as you want. You can buy probiotics at the health food store and, and literally take 10 capsules, and, and most people experience nothing from it because there's no known threshold, and nor is it dangerous. It, it, it isn't. Um, when you're talking about enzymes, it has the same kind of thing, no known threshold. Because they're proteins um, in a capsule, it, it, it's truly impossible to overconsume because if you imagine how much protein you're getting in a capsule of enzymes, it's not a lot. Um, if you overconsume these proteins, your body will utilize them as nothing more than protein. So therefore, you can take as many as you want. Now, that's not any reason to take n enormous amounts. You wouldn't want to be wasteful. Generally speaking, one to two enzyme capsules will always do the trick. But don't be afraid of adding more if it simply doesn't. Or if you feel a benefit, but you're not quite over the hump, you can take three or four of even the most potent product, and there's no ill effects. Um, and on this note, and then I have to ask you another question, but um, is it clear for, is it clearly marked with Enzymedica, um, men, women, weight-wise, and then, I guess, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great question. It isn't. Um, we do have women's products. We have a women's suite, um, and, and weight is a factor because generally the, the, the greater the weight, the more food they consume. Mm -hmm. So with enzymes, it's all about consumption. So with small meals, you don't need as many enzymes as you do with large meals. What we do to handle that is we have, uh, for example, Digest Basic, Digest, and Digest Gold. So we have a, a relatively low potency, a um, 
relatively high potency and then the highest potency. So for people that have chronic issues or people that consume a, a, a lot of food, they might be bodybuilders or um, triathletes or something like that, then they want to go with the highest potency product, Digest Gold. For people who eat, let's say, five or six times a day in small quantities, Digest Basics all they need. But it doesn't say on the label, you know, weight, um, male, female. We try to educate them through our website and through our materials, though. Okay. How often should a person take enzymes for intolerances? Well, for intolerances, quite frankly, they should take it any time they consume a food that they're intolerant to. They'd be crazy not to. Yeah. So if they know that they're going out to dinner with uh, friends and family and they want to consume the bread at the beginning of the meal, they need to take the product with that meal, um, you know, at the very beginning of the meal. However, I always recommend enzymes with every meal, regardless of our health condition, regardless of the intolerances. And the reason being is um, some estimate that roughly 60 to 80 percent of all of the energy that we consume in our lifetime is uh, essentially used to break down food, which is enormous. I mean, let's say it's 60 percent. That leaves 40% of all of our metabolic energy to run our cardiovascular system and our endocrine system and our circulatory system and every other system of the body. It leaves very little. So the way you, you add back that energy is you either eat smaller meals by restricting calories, um, which would be nutrient-dense foods, um, or you fast, or you eat raw foods, or you consume an enzyme at every meal. By doing any of those things, you're giving back some of that vital energy to the body that helps fight off uh, infection or fight off anything that might cause illness. And so I highly recommend, whether they need it or not for an intolerance, they find a digestive enzyme that works for them and they take it before every meal. Even a snack, I I recommend. And can uh, enzymes help in other ways besides just food intolerances? Yes, they can. Uh, How much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Go. (laughs) Um, Briefly, um, yeah, you name it, uh, literally. So Enzymetica does uh, digestive enzymes, and those are the most popular products we make. But we also make therapeutic enzymes. For uh, example, we've got products called Repair. Um, which helps speed recovery after exercise or after a sports injury or, or uh, something like that. Uh, anything that, that helps regulate inflammation repair is, is awesome for that. We've got a product called Enzyme Defense, which is specific for immune function. And it becomes a part of the immune system. These, these products, by the way, these therapeutic products that help um, all the other things beyond digestion... Uh, you take away from food. So you never take this with meals. Mm-hmm. You, you take it on an empty stomach, which is one hour before, two hours after you eat. And, um, and so enzyme defense, you take on an empty stomach. It helps support immune function. It helps the body literally identify what doesn't belong and remove it. We've got a product called Natokay for cardiovascular health. We've got a product called LipoGold that's, that helps with fats in the blood, which most people would call uh, cholesterol or triglycerides. And so, yeah, it, if they're at all interested in the therapeutic uses of enzymes, I would highly recommend they check out the website and they look at some of the applications for these products. The other thing I would suggest is some great books out there. Edward Howe's book, Enzyme Nutrition, is available and, and others that can really educate them about the benefits of enzymes beyond digestion. Excellent. Well, this was really in- informative. Thank you very much for My your pleasure. time. Yeah, And we look forward to having you on again. In the meantime, uh, Tom, you've mentioned the website. You can learn more about it. It is enzymedica.com, E-N-Z-Y-M-E-D-I-C-A, enzymedica.com, and uh, learn how to stay healthy. We look forward to your next visit. Thank you. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market Radio Show and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.